right, welcome in, Ben. How are you doing on this fine day as we record from the beautiful Nova Scotia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the breakfast was amazing this morning. Got some coffee, so I am stoked and ready to go. Yes, and I will let out my secret live. Well, we're not even live. I don't know. Why I, <laughs> I just love having fun in here. Um, so this morning we have a celebratory breakfast, and I'll leave that to Ben as to say why we're celebrating today. We have a couple huge announcements, and... Uh, most of all, I think the highest one is the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, go Niners. So I'm so stoked about <laughs> that. Um, but yes, no, we had uh, breakfast burritos, and I lightly fry. Homemade. Homemade. <clears throat> and I lightly fry, uh, cut up the potatoes, lightly fry them. The seasonings, my go-to are garlic salt and Trader Joe's 21 Seasoning Salute, Ooh. which is, that is my go-to right now for breakfast stuff. Then I throw in some bacon, some eggs. We have the uh, tortillas that you have to cook that are not pre-cooked from like Costco. You can oh, get yeah, them yeah. at other places too. And that's all she wrote. So that was that was my kid's go-to favorite. It was my dad's favorite for a long time. And so, um, yeah, I've been passing those around at UPS too when, when I have nothing to nice. really give out. Yeah. So they've been super excited about that. So tell them why or today is such a huge episode and the big announcement that we have so a couple big things first of all you can now find old centers new saints on any podcast platform that you want to be a part of so apple amazon google um, podcast what are overcast whatever source you get your podcast from we are up and live with all episodes on that thanks to chris for posting all those Yes, while I was <laughs> while I was watching season four of True Detective and also getting my butt whooped at Madden twenty twenty four alone, so that was <laughs> that's what I was doing. And I don't know which one I was doing in the spare time. I like to think I was focusing on the show, but man, I was I chose um, like I was mentioning during breakfast. I ch- uh, went up a level, so I was playing all pro for the first time, Madden oh, twenty four. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I've been out of video games for at least ten years. So I was just like, well, you know, I'll try to play one without my son. Went all pro, chose random teams. I was a lion because I'm uh, the Lions because I was a fan of uh, Jared Goff. Oh, yeah. And we played the Minnesota Vikings and I lost 34 to 12. It was was horrible. Another really cool thing. And we love I love this because one of these countries has a particular place in my heart. But we had our first international audience members. So super excited for at least one listener from the UK. So shout out to the UK, wherever you were. And one listener from down under in Australia. Um, I went to Australia in college and I was there for six to eight weeks. I don't remember exactly how long and loved it. So super excited. Um, we've got a lot of, we've had some US listeners, which is awesome. Um, but it's, it's fun to be able to say, we're international now <laughs> and, and i missed my i missed my timing completely because when you were we're gonna say international i was supposed to play this sound bit <laughs> wrong country <laughs> so, so when we have latino countries on our heat map i already have it ready to go but that was all i had in our famous uh big million dollar production studio <laughs> thus far so how was how's your week been oh it's been good man been good and oh what was the um uh because then now i have a record of it and i was gonna ask anyway the place that you and your beautiful wife went to dinner the other day you couldn't recommend it enough oh yeah pizzeria lubo and um or luba up in placerville so guy ferrari went there and said it was good we went there and echoed that but 
Word to the wise, don't go on a Friday. It's like normally she said they have about an hour and a half wait. So uh, Tuesday or Wednesday might be a better time to check it out if you're going to head up from the Sacramento area where we are. Yeah, I, I just haven't had good uh, lately due to my budget. The kids and I have been going from, uh, we went from, I think, years and years ago, I had uh, a big taste for Chicago Fire because oh, yeah. there was like two in Folsom at one point in time. Yeah. And um, then when I left Folsom, came more this way towards Rancho Cordova, Sacramento, we just kind of did the Papa Murphy's thing because oh, yeah, yeah. no matter what, my dad loved Papa Murphy's. Oh, yeah. And so the kids and I had a hankering for Domino's and we always had a oh, coupon yeah. or whether we had a coupon or not, they always honored a nine ninety nine special. And it was like a yeah, it was a pan, their version of a pan or a deep dish. We used to get light white sauce and extra cheese, super easy there for the go. kids, yeah. $9.99. And then my dad would always override that and just be like, I want Papa Murphy's. <laughs> well, Papa Murphy's went from when when I was my kid's age, it was like $7 out yeah. the door for a yeah, family yeah. size. Now it's all the way up to like $22, $25. And you have to spend half an hour <laughs> baking it. Which is why I do not like that place. That's what I was like. Now, whatever <laughs> graph you're looking at to where it justifies buying one, I kept thinking as inflation hit and the prices went up, I was like, okay, now I'm paying $12. Kind of still worth baking it for the taste. Now it's 15 Now we're getting, uh, now it's 25 I was like, wait, I still got to bake it? Yeah. So $9.99, um, hand-tossed, ultimate pepperoni. DiGiorno, just in the frozen section. Not delivery. That's <laughs> it's DiGiorno. <laughs> there, was this, there was this one comedian, um, a female comedian, and she told this joke on a podcast one time. And I was thinking about, at the time, I was thinking about uh, it, inviting someone on a date. And I was like, this was years ago. And I was like, well, I love to cook. And I was like, you know, I'll invite her over. I'll cook. You know, I'll make this, this, or that. And like, I'll, I'll just make a thing of it. And I was listening to this female comedian on the podcast and she was, her joke was, she goes, I hate when I go out on dates and people invite me over to cook. It's like, how cheap can you be? Take me out to dinner. And I was like, <laughs> the timing of that information and, and, and we wanted, I was like, that, you know what? I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll go another way. There we go. So today on our episode, what do we have for our, our American listeners and our one international? <laughs> hey, two, you know, two, 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 yes. <laughs> Well, so we're finishing up our series of Eight Godly Men, which I think has been a great series. Of, I've enjoyed, if no one else has. Um, but we're finishing up with going back in time in our Bible to Jonathan, uh, who was David's best friend, um, because we wanted to talk about the topic of friendship and how to be a good and godly friend. So I'm excited to talk about Jonathan. Jonathan is a man's man, um, did some pretty amazing stuff, but really he had an amazing heart for David. And I think that God, well, I know that when God prepares certain people for leadership, he prepares those that will uh, surround them and enable them to be the leader that God wants them to be. And so David had his mighty men who strengthened him. He had his, but he also had Jonathan, who uh, was really, I think, the first um, important and powerful person to um be around him to really help him uh, and establish his kingdom. So I, first off, I just want to say, I think that's an encouragement for anybody 
maybe you you don't ever see yourself as being a leader and that's fine not everyone is a leader or maybe you're you, you feel like yeah I may be a leader in my uh, particular sphere but never a spiritual leader well that's really okay um, God needs uh, all kinds of good people in the church to do the work of the ministry to support um, the leaders that are there so even though you're not the pastor or you're not an elder at your church, just you uh, participating and using your gifts, that's part of God raising up a faithful um, support cast so that the leaders of the church can can do what they want to do. I think that's huge what you just said, because coming coming into this life and, and loving Jesus and following him with all my heart and with your help in the churches and other people's, I right away had the fallacy when I read through uh, Romans, through oh, yeah. Bible study, and how you and I have talks, and you said, well, it's it's a commandment, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it is it is one of our purposes in Romans, I think it was chapter 8, to preach the word of the gospel, right? Yeah, and we so all should share the gospel. Share mm-hmm. the gospel, and I had this fallacy when I read it of me standing up like Joel Osteen, <laughs> or like every Christian at some point, reaching that level and then like Joel Olstein preaching to a huge like Golden One Center. Right. And I'm like, dude, I'm not yeah. that guy. And I right. would pray to God. I'm like, Lord, like I I don't know if I'm reading this wrong, where this imagination is coming in, but I am not that guy. And then when you educated me and other people educated me that like you just said, in our own sphere, maybe my purpose or who I was meant to pass uh knowledge on to simply could be my two kids. And that's two, but yeah. that is still two that I passed on the Bible to, the love of Jesus, and that's still a life worth living right there. It yeah. doesn't have to be two million, two thousand, right, or have these right. huge platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is really about life touching life. It's not about. Um, not everyone has the uh, great privilege of being a pastor, you know, where they get to get up and present God's word on a regular basis. Um, but we all have the. Uh, the command from God to share the truth that he's given to us. So, you know, God gave us the gospel. The gospel is simply, you know, Jesus died on the cross to pay for my sins, and I accept that gift um, as as, as the payment for my sin, and um, I accept Christ as my Savior, and that's, that's not hard to share, you know, so that's, that's what God wants us to do. We don't have to take, um, yeah, we don't all have to be that level of leader. Yeah, and that's uh, that, <laughs> that that got shot. That was the huge weight <laughs> off my shoulders. And I did doing uh, when we did pick this topic as the conclusion of our eight golly men series, which I love recording with you. I did get the hint between the lines, and I will try to become a better friend. So <laughs> I am saying that live on air. And part two of that is. If you are meant to have the throne and I'm riding your coattails to success, I will. I am. I love you, Lord. I will ride that all the way through this podcast. So well, no thrones for me. But we'll, <laughs> maybe it should be the other way around. No, that, that's why I find it kind of fascinating that because I love a uh, drumming that instead of just calling it a stool, they called it a drum, like a drum stool or a drums chair. They called it a drum throne. Oh, really? And I never looked into the history of that, but every everyone knows it as that's that's a drum throne. And I was kind of find it kind of interesting very interesting about that so what do you have on our first topic for jonathan today so jonathan let's just talk about their background a little bit jonathan is saul's son so he is next in line to be king of israel 
Uh, but the Lord chooses David to be the next king. Um, so uh, saw, uh, Jonathan really has a choice there. He's going to accept God's will for David and come along and support him, or he's going to do follow his dad and do everything he can to keep um, David from being king. But Dave, uh, so Jonathan decides, or and I think the Lord works in his heart, and the Bible says that Jonathan loved David as he loved his own soul. So he had a deep, deep love for, um, for David. And I think it was because, from a human perspective, and, and this is what makes a good friendship, they had a common faith, and they had uh, common values, common... Uh, likes and I think in a lot of ways both of these men loved God you know, it's just obvious um, and both of these men were valiant warriors um, Jonathan although he was not uh, attaining the status of David he did some pretty amazing things there's a story where he climbs up a cliff just he and his armor bearer and they take on a whole garrison of Philistines and kill them all uh, so he is just a mighty warrior in his own right so I think he and David, um, he sees David kill Goliath, and they they just all have this bond. So you can't be best friends with everybody, um, but there are those folks that you do have. Um, first off, the common foundation of faith. We want to make that really clear that not that you can't be friends with people that are not believers, but if you're a believer, your best and closest friends ought to be other believers because of the common faith that you share. And that is the bond. You know, you just can't have those deep, meaningful conversations yeah. with people because you're on a different trajectory and um, life doesn't make sense the same way when you're not a believer. And then it really does help, you know, if you have some, some other common interests as well. So I think that's what really set these two men um, on this path of, of a friendship, this common faith, common values, and their common abilities. When I uh, read through that story, I did, <laughs> I did tell you I was going to say it on here. So <laughs> I wrote in my cliff notes, Jonathan is awesome. Is his real name Jack Reacher? Like when I read that story <laughs> in the Bible, I'm just like, what is happening? Like I read it. I asked, I was like, did I just read that? <laughs> Went back and read it again. And then you corrected me because I said, like, I was like, oh, he climbed some hill and went and you know took out all these people and you're like no he climbed a cliff so yeah. it's even more intense and i'm just like man and i'm just like i make breakfast burritos <laughs> like there's like yeah. what how far have we come from john no wonder my name isn't in the bible there you have jonathan aka jack reacher and, and like the old school jack reacher and then i'm over here making breakfast burritos but like that when i read that so <clears throat> If we could take a little side tangent yeah. about that. So in the cliff notes, I did read, and this is uh, of my Bible in, uh, let's see, Samuel 14-1. Why would Jonathan go alone to attack the Philistines? He may have been weary of the long, hopeless standoff in the battle. He trusted God to give his people victory and wanted to act on that trust. Yeah, and that to me that's was, huge. If you can just talk a little bit about that, because I... I I get lost in my human nature on a day-to-day -day basis. And this is when I keep going back to the Bible and I haven't, um, there's no through line yet except for God, but I keep picking up through the show little pieces and these stories reach out and touch me specifically because when like during this week, for example, I had to post the episodes to 
to to to get them out there on all major platforms, right? Right. And I started thinking in my head, the doubt comes in from the other guy. Yeah. And it's like, well, what are you gonna do? Why 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 not just take an extra day off? Ben won't know. The world won't know. And it's like there, you know, there really is no pressure to do that, but it is the task that I am assigned. But then I read something like this and it's like, gives me such inspiration. I'm like, God isn't asking me to climb a hill. <laughs> He's not asking me to put my life on the line. Right. But if Jonathan can easily do that through his faith, yeah. then how come I can't just go post these things? Boom. When posted them or the next task or help the family member and so yeah. forth. So mm -hmm. if you can talk a little bit about that trust to act on God and he will provide the rest. Yeah, so Jonathan, like he's, uh, you you can read in the passage that Saul is with his guys and they're kind of hiding. Um, so maybe he was. I don't know. Maybe Jonathan. The story does say that Jonathan said to his armor bearer that you know let's just go and see what God does. Basically, um, so they they made themselves known to the Philistines and the Philistines said, "Come up here," and um, that was the worst decision they ever made. <laughs> so, but. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, you know, how does we ask, how does somebody have a faith like that? And um, I I think it's just daily doing the right thing and seeing yes. God answer prayer in small ways that makes you ready for those challenges. But sometimes it is just saying, Lord, I see this command that you've given me. And so I'm just going to do it like um, and, and that comes from uh, what we know about God. In, in our hearts that God is good and God is faithful and he's going to uh, do what he says he would do. And, and when we uh, trust God and start obeying him, we start experiencing the joy that comes along with obeying him. And we start seeing the fruit of, of uh, a relationship of God. And we just want more of that. So I don't know, there's no real secret sauce to, um, you know, developing that kind of faith. I don't think other than asking God, you know, praying that God would give you increased faith and then mo start moving. So, you know, like God, we can pray for faith, but if we're not obedient, um, you know, then it doesn't do any good. So we need to pray and then get moving for God. I think it's uh, definitely like you said, uh, no secret sauce, but praying definitely through your own life looking back being thankful is a huge one for me yes yeah. and then also drawing from um lately other people's uh testimonies and there's this quote that someone wrote in a book on instagram and the message was trials to testimonies and i love that mm, and then that led me good. to this other video and there was this uh young kid set up with this uh podcast uh Stuff. It was music stuff. It basically, everything we have here on a random bench in a park. And there was a sign that says, if you're having a bad day, sit down. And mm -hmm. this dude just showed up and he goes, that's me. And he put on the um, headphones and he started playing an original song for him right there. And the message eventually, it started off like happy and joyful. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, the main chorus of the song that he created was how God created you and loved you. And he oh, that's cool. Dude, it was so that's cool. awesome. But that... That inspiration led me to post the rest of the episodes today. So Good. it's it's also yeah. being not only in what you do, but partly being open, having your eyes and ears open to other people sharing yeah. how the mm -hmm. Lord has led them to where they are today. Yeah, that's good. That's the one of the reasons, you know, the Bible, the New Testament says the, the Bible was written 
as far as encouragement and instruction. So we have these testimonies from guys like Jonathan or whoever else we've talked about, Abraham, of, of how they followed God, and, and that's, that's inspiration for us that, okay, if they can do it, then, then God can help me do it too. That's awesome. Uh, bullet point number two. So I think uh, the next thing when, when we're talking about being a godly friend is moving beyond just um, just seeking common interests, but actually sacrificing for the good of, of your friend. So we, th- we, we talk about Jonathan and David, and we talked about how Jonathan was next in line to be king. So that's a huge sacrifice in and of itself to say, you know what, God has not chosen me to be king, and so therefore I'm going to support David as best that I can. But not only that, I mean, he, the Bible says that Jonathan gave David his sword and, um, and his possessions because he loved him. And a lot of people don't realize this, but the children of Israel, because of the Philistine oppression, they couldn't even make new swords. They couldn't make more spears. So it's not like, you know, Jonathan was like, oh, I'll give you this sword and my dad will make me three more. You know, it, it was a huge, tremendous sacrifice. Um, and so that's what that's what godly friendship is. It's seeking the other's benefit. It doesn't have to be material, um, but it's seeking the other person's growth and um, development and and their comfort, their joy above our own. And that's uh, really, really important because uh, that is true, true godliness. And especially for those of you that um, are in relationships, you know, your husband or wife should be your best friend. And so that's the kind of, of friend that we should be and that we're seeking the other's benefit above our own. Uh, that, so that's, that's really, really crucial to being a godly friend. That is awesome, and I'm sorry that I have no sword to give, but today <laughs> you will leave with oranges from the orange tree. I had some awesome burritos. Some burritos. That's a better than a sword. <laughs> so there's this, so there's this ad, and and I'll say it on air that I'm gonna create. So at the um for uh, because when you mentioned couples, to all the couples out there, we love you, <laughs> follow Christ, and hopefully you guys have a stronger bond because of it. Um, for Valentine's Day, oh, one of yeah. the Instagram ads, so from the 99 cent store, or it's the $1.25 store, <laughs> whatever they're calling it now, is um, there was like a little spinner thing, and it had like a little dial, like a game board. It wasn't that big, like a five by five little plaque. Oh, yeah. And and it said, um, I in the mi- middle, it said ideas for, for date night. Oh, yeah. And it had all these things on it, and you're supposed to spin it, and then whatever it lands on. So I was for an advertisement for Instagram. I was gonna put tape over one of them and put "Listen to Old Sinners." <laughs> there you Saints go. So, there. So, so now I have to get that out within the next uh, what is it, eleven days? So oh yeah, we're coming get, up on Valentine's crack, Day here. Cracking on that advertisement. There we um, go. So about when he gave him, because I was gonna read that part too from the cliff notes, but but you said it when he gave him his possessions and specifically his sword. You already talked about the oppression that they were under and how it was a material thing, but wasn't the sword even back then, because Jonathan was a warrior, that like warriors, and I know from my own experience in history and research, that like the samurai, they saw the their sword, specifically their katana, as an extension of themselves, and it was a part of them. So yeah. when you handed that or passed that down, you, they treated that with such respect because it was a part of them. So wasn't there more symbolism 
in that friendship to that when he handed him not just other things but his sword saying like this is yeah that's a really good point i'm sure that there was i don't know exactly how hebrew culture uh, valued weapons but um, considering they couldn't make any more and yeah that this was jonathan's trusted weapon for battle i'm sure it was more uh, than just a mere material yeah. um, trans trans transaction. There was a, a symbol of authority for David, and um, yeah, I, that's a really good point. Yeah, man. Because when I, because I that that got me emotional when he said he handed over a sword. I was like, wait, man, that had to. There had to have been way more depth uh, to that because it wasn't hand, yeah. like handing him a lamp or whatever right. else uh-huh. they had back then. Yeah, it was man. That was a that was a cool move, Jonathan. That was a really. It cool was really move. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, bullet point number three. So the next thing I think that we, uh, if we talk about being a a godly friend that Jonathan really displays is rejoicing in the other's success. So um, human nature tends to be jealous. So when your friend gets a new car, you know, you think, oh, I wish I could get a new car right now. Never mind that they've been driving a lousier car than you for the past five years and they finally saved up enough. It's just, you know, or whatever. We, we tend to see what others have and want that for ourselves. But um, Jonathan, uh, he rejoiced in David's success. He was not like Saul. Saul, when Saul heard the, ch- the, the women of Israel singing that Saul has slain his thousands, but David his ten thousands, that triggered him into major jealousy where he had to kill David because he was more popular than himself. But Jonathan, we never see that from him. We never see uh, the, and I'm sure it was there, the internal struggle with, uh, oh, this guy's going to be king and not me. Why him, not me? Or, uh, man, David's everywhere he goes, he's he's killing the Philistines, and he he's so successful. Why can't I be that successful? We don't yeah. see that. We see a man giving of himself um, and and planning they had planned it, it says in the bible that david would be king and jonathan would be his right hand man so they were planning for what in that culture didn't happen like in that culture when you became king you killed all the line of the old king so there wouldn't be any question about who's in charge but they had planned it wasn't didn't turn out the way that they wanted it in god's way but uh, that's what they had planned for, and he was happy with that. So I think good friends, godly friends, um, are not seeking their own. They're not jealous or envious of their friends. They're really looking for the success of their friends. So as we think about how can I be friends to others, we need to be thinking about what tools and um, things can I do to make my friends successful. So if you're talking about um, you know, your, your significant other, your wife, or your husband, what tools do they need to be successful in in the ho- in the home or in their work or you know if it's your friends you, you talk about what would help them grow spiritually um, what would help them reach the goals that they have and those things I think are demonstrating that and then genuinely as hard as it is genuinely being happy for them when they yes. succeed um, and letting them know that and that goes such a long way for. Uh, making us godly friends. <clears throat> there was two things you said that are huge. I want to mention before, but when you were talking about soul and how you mentioned things didn't go his way, but went God's way, it is very, very difficult still on this path to um, 
even what little I'm I'm doing because I'm trying to be as humble as possible to just get out of my own way. Yeah. And to really pray every day that well, all the not every day, all the time. Just something like, you know, this is where I want to go. But if this is not your will, then then I'm happy with that. Right. This is where I'd like to go. Yeah. This is not where you want me. Yeah. Then I am. I'm happy with that. And, and I have full faith in you. And the other part about being happy in your friend's success, I've really seen the Lord change a lot in my heart in the past three years. And one of them is with that. I mentioned before, one of my greatest sins was never envy, but I would still get envious to certain extents of that of other people's successes. Yeah. And not that I, yeah. you know, it would work its way in and out of my life. Um, but now, uh, the Lord has definitely worked on my heart to where when it's uh, a perfect example I mentioned before, when my friends Chris and Simone um, mentioned that they got engaged. And, I, and my first reaction was I threw two fists in the air and I screamed yes at Bible study. I was like, yes, right? Because like, yeah, that to me so cool. yeah. meant more because it, it just happened. I didn't plan, hey, they're going to say this and then you're going to fake it. It was right. just a reaction. Yeah. And that to me was a sign. Another one is uh, my friend Kyle. Um, one time I tried out to play drums um, with uh, Mia at church. Oh, yeah. Failed miserably, but it was an experience that I'll never forget. We had the best laugh because yeah, yeah. we could never <laughs> synchronize our timing. And so <laughs> I'll practice. I'll come back. But when Kyle got part of the gig, I was or he's up there in the rotation. I was super happy for him. Good. And it Good. turns out we actually went and, and studied at the same drum school. It was a. Uh, through my old drum teacher, and it was called the Drum Lab at the time. Oh, yeah. I had Mike Johnson as my drum teacher, and he had someone else. And so when I went and uh, told them the first day before we became friends, I was like, man, you killed it up there. Awesome. And then we just started talking and became friends. It all stemmed from me not being envious that he was in a position that I wanted to be in and playing at a church. I was like, dude, you did. This is awesome. Congrats, you know? Yeah. So that, that felt really good, but... It's a lot easier said than done, especially yesterday when I was visiting um, uh, my grandmother at the hospital. Don't worry, international listener. She is okay as of right now. (laughs) But I was leaving, walking out with my mom in the parking lot. And I don't even know what model it is, but it was this like a bright red orange Toyota 4Runner. It looked like a tank. Like it was gorgeous. Yeah. And Envy said it because (laughs) I was like, because I'm not a car guy. Like I just use whatever car i need to get the job done right but there are some beautiful cars out there porsche if you're listening your your 911 (laughs) would be greatly appreciated we need two all right (laughs) preventing myself but this toyota was gorgeous i was like man this thing looks like a piece of art yeah the envy said it and i asked i was like where's mine and i was like no 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 and i prayed right away i was like lord like you know i think this is this is awesome you bless this person enough to get this brand new car yeah good for them yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. Like our the heart, the affections of our hearts are easily turned away from God to whatever the shiny thing is that's right before us. I, man, I struggle with that every day. Um, so, you know, there's always this this thing in the back of your mind. If I just had a little more yeah. money, yeah. you know, then things would be better. I could do this, and and then we justify it like, oh, if I just had a little more money, then I could do this for someone else, yeah. or you know, like, but. Um, you know, God says, this is what I've given you now. Be faithful with what I've given you. And, um, even if it's never increases, that's, that's what God asks us to do is be faithful with what we have. So 
that's but that's that's really really hard and, to be content in that moment and circling full back to <laughs> mr brock purdy and the whole 49ers <laughs> i am not envious or jealous of you for one second that you get to play in the super bowl that i wish was meant for me not for one second <laughs> but i am now on the other side part of the 49er faithful so we wish you the best send but, us a jersey <laughs> <laughs> but time so Going back, when I keep sending you those things, a huge shout out to uh, Brock Purdy, starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. But time and time again, there's these clips that I keep finding to where he just continually puts God first. And I know yeah, that's awesome. I know it, like one, he's being completely honest. But where I was going to say, I know is there has to be someone saying, please stop saying this. Yeah. And the fact that he doubles down and keeps yeah with his faith man i'm so impressed by that guy that is cool yeah so because i mean san francisco isn't the easiest environment to say i'm a christian in no. you know so that's that's very very cool yeah all right bullet point number four all right our last one <clears throat> being the last thing i wanted to mention about being a godly friend is loyalty because loyalty and love, like we've talked about in those other ones, and loyalty is also a characteristic of God, and God is loyal to us. That is, you know, there's there's hardly any characteristic of God that is more evident um, because we continually, every day, we sin against God. We do things that don't please Him, and, you know, He sent His Son literally to die for us, and we treat that so lightly. Uh, but he doesn't reject us or turn away from us. He stays loyal, um, even though it costs him everything. And so I think Jonathan demonstrates loyalty to David. And there's a really epic scene in uh, the Old Testament where there's a there's a feast, um, and Jonathan tells David that he can run away and not be at the feast for his own safety's sake. And Saul ask uh, Jonathan, where is David? Uh, and David, uh, Jonathan says, oh, he said he had a obligation back in, in Bethlehem, so I let him go. And Saul almost kills Jonathan because he's, he said, look, don't you know this guy's after your throne? And he calls him a, a bad name. Um, and, and Jonathan just leaves out of anger and, uh, and so, so Jonathan puts his life on the line, puts his reputation on the line, uh, puts his relationship with his father on the line because he knows what is right um, and that the right thing is to be loyal to the one that God had said would be the next king, uh, but it was also his best friend. Uh, so I think Jonathan's loyalty to David just stands out as a characteristic of godliness. And um, we can even... We can... Uh, cheapen our friendships when we just betray them at the first sign of adversity. Um, so if your friends are going through a hard time, uh, the Bible says that a, f a good friend sticks closer than a brother, and a, a brother, uh, they're born for the day of adversity. Yes. So Proverbs, right? Yes. Yes. Proverbs. Yes. <laughs> so if we're going to be godly friends, we need to be there for our friends when when tough times come along. Yes, and I'm hoping your tough times that you call me for are very simple, like <laughs> pruning a bush or, or, I don't know, doing some oil change in your car. My coffee uh, filter's jammed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
that would be an excellent ad. <laughs> Somehow filming, <laughs> filming Jonathan going to war for David, and then all of a sudden you're like, Chris, my coffee filter's jammed, and I'm just over there. Hey, this is how you do it, buddy. Plug it in and reset. We're good to go. It's like, how far? You're we, a genius. Yeah. God's just looking down. He's like, oh, how far my children have come. This is, this is crazy. These spoiled American kids. Wow. But, um, yes, no, um, my grandfather on, uh, I always found his name interesting. It was like kind of old school, that's, you know, I think Bonifacio. Uh, on my mother's side, he uh, he taught me. We didn't have that many conversations, but he taught me one of the very few things he taught me. One was poker and blackjack <laughs> came in came in very useful one time. And you know, um, another time was uh, show me who your friends are, and I'll show you who you are. Yeah. Which I did not know at the time had biblical context. We yeah. never he uh-huh. wore a cross, but we never talked about the Bible. Yeah. And the other one was, he goes, you know who your true friends are when you either need to move or you're in the hospital. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, as a kid, I was like, what? But that speaks to, it turns out as an adult, that's pretty true. When you have to move, all of a sudden you have no friends. And then since I'm the friend with the truck, I guess that was God commissioned me to do that. So I've helped so many people move. But then also the the hospital part. And so... It gets lumped up in my grandfather saying about adversity. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when I would go to the parties or the bars with my old friends and times were nice and they're good and we're celebrating in this other environment that I'm not in anymore. It was very easy to call yourself a friend, but right. I just never felt like I fit in or especially in California, which I very much dislike. I can already see someone making a t-shirt for the show of this, <laughs> but the bro thing, yeah. like everyone would just be calling each other a brother. And that seemed to be yeah. maybe 2015, 2016 till now. It just took off and everyone's like, brother yeah. this, brother that. I'm like, wait, what? Like that's a very strong yeah. term for me, right? Like right. to call someone a brother or even a friend and then a brother beyond that. So... But then all of a sudden, when times get tough, it's like, who, where are those people Mm -hmm. that come uh, through? And so, yes, friends in times of adversity and is very few and far between. So all of our listeners, one in Australia, one in UK, if you have (laughs) those friends that no matter what happens, they're there, you know, maybe it's time to reach out and just give them a random thank you because they are so few and far between. And I love love that um proverbs i sent that to uh uh to mia that's why it it, um mia from my church it it uh the memory came back because i sent it to her recently because um we were talking about like how i help with the church this and that and when i was reading through proverbs that is the one that stuck out was you know friends are built for this but brothers are built for times of adversity and i found it very lovingly that it was from the bible like that's yeah that's that's, awesome that's what i love because when my family hit adversity recently you were there right the people who showed up showed up and it's nothing against the people that didn't but the people who did you know i was like oh man that's that's ben right there jonathan aka ben (laughs) but yeah um but that's Man, time and time through is that that adversity thing really does stick out. So 
Yeah. But thank goodness we I'm living in modern times with you and not back then with these <laughs> with these battles because yeah. I, I would want to be the what was John the, what was he talking to the, the the armor bear the armor bear that's that's the gig I, I mean at least you're an in shape guy <laughs> I would be dead I was like I couldn't even hold the sword so it would just be over it's like, it's like it's like it's like a couple steps down like from a golf caddy it's like I don't want to like if God was picking people he's like who's gonna be the guy to swing the sword not not me Lord I, I want to be the golf caddy i will will lay the shot and do all this stuff so yeah so um these are all you know sharing a common faith sacrificing rejoicing in their success and being loyal and maybe you say well i don't have a friend like this then i think you should ask yourself who does god want me to be a friend like this for Uh, because these, like you said, and I think it's true, uh, friends like this are rare and they're a special gift from God. But so it, it's it's going to be hard to find one, but it's not. You can be that person for someone else. And so uh, I encourage everybody out there, don't wait around for God to drop a friend in your lap that's like this, because it, if you're not reaching out to people, he's he's probably not going to do that Um so, so reach out to your church community. There are people everywhere that would, that need friends. We all need friendships. Uh, we're not designed to be the John Wayne lone and the, or the Lone Ranger. Like we're, that's not, that's not how humans work. We need friendships. So if you want this kind of friend, be this kind of friend and um, the Lord will pray for that, be that kind of friend and God will bless you with some amazing blessings of of good friendship say that five times fast john wayne ranger (laughs) (laughs) i know john wayne was not the lone ranger i was trying to to differentiate the two but (laughs) But just when you said that i combined them that sounds like you know what that sounds like to me now is like a awesome tagline if you gave if you had your own sandwich shop and you're like oh i want the number seven the john wayne ranger has barbecue sauce obviously has to be on it so the other part that I'd like to add to yours is one thing that I figured out about myself or that I had to reflect on, <laughs> actually someone called me on it, is mm. I was speak I was venting. This is I have to differentiate and I was talking with my mom about this. Like when I'm just venting and I think I'm gonna start saying cut or action or something because if i'm just venting and don't want advice back i'm just kind of like saying things out there right yeah this was one of those examples to where i was just venting and i'm like man you know like um uh then this i'll just use the example i was like man there's i show up for these people but they don't show up for me and then this woman i was talking to was well do you ever say yes so my addition to what you said is I had to notice and pray on it and really reflect. People are offering their services to me countless times, especially mm. through the church. Yeah. But my fault is I don't say yes. Yeah. So to the listeners out there to where you might be like me in that situation to where you're like, I'm always the person that shows up at the truck. I'm always the one helping everyone or I'm the friend that shows up at the hospital. Maybe try to reflect on yourself and because I notice it, people will say, how can I help you in this time of need? How can I be there for you? What can I do? Yeah. And my natural reaction is just say, I got it. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. just through how I built myself, like yeah. how I closed myself off. Yeah. And that's, you know, I have to work at that. And the Lord has helped me work at that. 
But I cannot say now that that light bulb is off, that people aren't there. They're there. The church is there. And now I know that. Yeah. But I have to say or choose through time. Yeah. To start to say yes. That's a really good point. I think we all, especially as men, we, we want to think that we're self-sufficient yeah. and we don't need, <laughs> yeah. you know, we can we can handle everything on our own. Or sometimes it's just, you know, it's the easier thing just to do it yourself than have someone help you. But that's a really good point. We need to accept help when it's available, sometimes not just for because we really need it that much, but just for the value of the relationship. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a really good point um, that I, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. The way she presented to me, I think I mentioned it before. She's like, uh, if you take a step back, she's like, you love helping people. Right. I noticed because we were at UPS. She's like, I know you love helping people. You're always offering your services. And my face lit up and she saw I was like, yes, like that's what I love doing. I love serving. And she's like, well, imagine all that happiness that you're taking away when you say no. Wow. And it yeah. killed me because I was like, she's right. One, <laughs> she was right. And I don't like being wrong. And I was like, oh. And I bit my teeth and I was like, you are 100% right. Yeah. And and so, like I said, it's it's not easy, especially like you said, man, woman, just if you're built and you close yourself off through trials and tribulations and and I do not like that the Bible says this either, but it's in Romans. And I and when we read it at Bible study, it said, do not harden your heart. And yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> my heart is hardened. And I was like, I, OK, yeah. now I have to let God loosen it and open it back up, which yeah. will take time in its own time. But if it is, then maybe with that just one person, and it could be small, like, hey, can I get you a cup of coffee? Right. You could grind your teeth. Yes, I'll, <laughs> I'll take a cup of coffee, you know, two creams, no sugar, whatever it is. All the way big to like, hey, I heard you're going through this thing. Can my family bring over a meal? Do you want to go out and talk and, and say yes and start to, in your own time, open up and say yes? Yeah, so. that's good. Uh, all right, Ben, can you end this with a beautiful prayer? Let's pray. Father, I, I pray for ourselves and our listeners that you would develop in us a godly sense of friendship. I pray for any listener today who has closed themselves off, as Chris has mentioned, from help, that they would, uh, by your grace, uh, open themselves back up to other people uh, so that they can enjoy the fellowship of the body of Christ. And I pray for those that maybe don't have any friends right now. Maybe they find themselves in a place where they really can't count uh, any uh, close friends. I pray that you would in your gracious kindness, provide good friends for them and give them the grace to be, all of us, the grace to be the type of friends that um, you are to us. We have such, we have the perfect model of a friend in you. And so I pray that we would model that friendship for others, especially within our churches, that we would reach out to the community, the body of Christ, and uh, show the love that you have shown to us, to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Ben, and go 49ers! <laughs>